What is a girl from Kazakhstan with a Russian accent who looks Chinese living in America doing? She is podcasting. I'm Miru, and I'm that girl. You may know me as your savings pro, but life is more than money. I'm here to share my personal, cultural, and professional experiences. We will talk about the currency of life, family, career, business, money, and more. Welcome to the Miru Experience Podcast. Everyone says I'm busy. Do you notice? When someone asks you, how are you? Most of the time the answer is busy. Things has been really busy. I'm so busy. Busy is a trend of the current age that is associated with being successful, possibly feeling of importance for some people, and or using it as an excuse to avoid someone or something, outsourcing your responsibility to your irresponsibility. I personally can associate with all of the above mentioned. Being successful in my new home country and establishing my career meant a lot to me. Feeling of importance was the way to feel proud of my own accomplishments and certainly created busyness as a way to cope with stressful and unpleasant situations in life because it kept me distracted and helped me avoid to get into a downfall of negative emotions. I started deeply thinking about the subject of busyness because I feel like I'm losing the interaction with people because of that. We lose friendships because we are busy. We lose the opportunity to get to know someone in a deeper level because we are busy. We lose the precious time to spend with loved ones because we are busy. We lose our kids being little because we are busy. We lose connection with our partners because we are busy. We lose time with our parents because we are busy. And so many meaningful opportunities are missed while treading the business. Why is that? What's behind all this business we are experiencing? Although we are quick to say we are busy, I bet if we are asked if we are busy being productive, I think many of us would say no. If we were busy, busy being productive. I don't think we would have as many issues or complain as much. I think many people, upon reflection, would acknowledge that they are busy being distracted. There are so many interruptions and things competing for our attention on a daily basis. All of us have times and seasons when we cannot avoid being busy. Having too many choices, the blurring of boundaries and technology all plays a part in our business. Being too busy with the wrong stuff gets in our way from what's most important in life. And that, I believe, people. No matter what reasons we use to stay busy, we must understand that being busy does not necessarily equal to being productive or successful because busyness has become one of the highly used currency of life. 
and we need to invest it smartly. Time is the most precious commodity because unlike money, we cannot make more of it. We have to learn to balance our life, respect and love ourselves, and give better version of ourselves to others in our life, while defining our goals to lead a meaningful life. Balancing is the hardest thing to do, but you can reach being intentional about it. I did struggle as I transitioned from leaving corporate position that I worked hard to build to being a homestay parent. Leaving profession you love is like losing part of yourself. So I started my own business where I can leverage my knowledge and expertise. However, struggle was feeling guilty for not being there for your children as you planned to be and not feeling fully satisfied on your business growth as you have to invest some serious time into it. In the journey of trying to balance, you overlook the respecting and loving yourself part because other things take priority over yourself. In my case, gaining weight because I was too busy to plan my healthy meals and exercise on a consistent basis. After defining my own meaning of life and intentionally uncluttering my busy mindset by asking myself tough questions to identify what is really important in life that brings happy emotions. I arrived where I found time to balance my business, kids without feeling guilty, and finally taking care of myself, finding time to prep my healthy meals and exercise. This is, however, constant work in progress in life. We all like to think that we stop and smell the roses now and then, but sometimes it may take us a hit on the head to wake us up, and we have to realize that we are caught in the never-ending life of busyness and missing the meaning of life. In summary, ask yourself, are you the right kind of busy? Remember, being busy does not equal being successful if you are involved in unproductive activities. Business does not equal productivity. Quality instead of quantity of your activities are more important. Don't let business lose connection with people in your life that are more meaningful. Be intentional to prosper emotionally, physically, and financially. And by all means, use your vocabulary. There are other ways to convey your priorities and availability without using the busy word. Work smarter and enjoy your life. Most importantly, people in your life. And of course, enjoy the activities you choose to do. Next is my random act segment where I would like to read you a short story and then we'll finish this episode discussing the currency of being busy with my guest, Carla Calderas. Stay tuned. A short story about spending time correctly that I came across on freestoriesforkids.com. This story probably be better for adults to read and not just for kids. 
some good points for busy parents about how their kids might feel about their business. Story called My Daddy is Very Busy. You can put yourself in the daddy role. My daddy is very busy. John's father was an extremely important and busy man who worked so many hours that he often had to work whole weekends. One Sunday, John woke early and hearing his dad opening the front door to go to his office, John ran to ask him some questions. Why do you have to go to work, daddy? We could play. I can't. I have some very important matters to see. And why are they so important, daddy? Well, because if they turn out well, they will mean a great deal for the company. And why will they mean a great deal? Well, because the company will make a lot of money and it's possible they will promote me. And why do you want them to promote you? Well, to have a better job and earn more money. Great. And when you have a better job, will you be able to play with me? John's father thought for a while, so the boy continued with his question. And why do you need to earn more money? Well, to be able to have a bigger and better house and so that you can have more things. And what would we need a bigger house for? For somewhere to put all those new things? No, my son. Because with a bigger house, we will be more comfortable and we will be able to do more things. John thought for a while then smiled. Will we be able to do more things together? Great, then go quickly. I'll wait for the remaining years before we have a bigger house. On hearing this, John's father closed the front door without leaving. John was growing up very fast and his father knew he couldn't wait for so long. So he took off his jacket, left his computer and his reports and sat with John to play with him. John, who was as surprised as he was delighted, said, yes, I think the promotion and the new house can wait for a few years. Of course, in this story, child is challenging the parent with good questions, which probably does not happen often in real life. But the moral of the story is great. Which is more important, being busy chasing bigger things or spending more time with loved ones? So I'm back with Carla, who is the owner of the Calderas Counseling, with values being the balance, respect, and love. Her values fit perfectly with my own journey that intrigued me to chat with her and get her tips for you. Welcome, Carla, and thank you so much for agreeing to chat with me and be my guest on the Miro Experience podcast. Hello, Miro. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. So tell me how you identified your values when starting your business. It took me a while to find them because I was looking inward and looking at what's important to me. So just thinking like, sure, two or three things that were really important to me. And I feel like I'm always aiming for balance in my life. 
I'm trying to keep that balance between working and taking care of myself and spending time with my dog and spending time with my husband. So I feel like most of us want that one balance. Of course, we want success and money and being good in our career, but it all comes back to balance. And I feel like that's what can keep us at peace and keep us feeling good and good about ourselves. So because balance is really important to me, I aim for that. And I incorporate it into sessions with clients. For the next one is respect. And for this one, respect is really important to me. And I noticed that when I was younger and even when I was in college going to the grocery store and noticing that the cashier was really angry and not very, not very respectful. So I thought to myself, I want to own a business where respect is one of our core values because we want to respect everybody, no matter how they treat us. Everybody deserves respect. And of course, we need to respect ourselves first. And that's with what we're putting into our body, respecting our body, how we're treating ourselves, the way we talk to ourselves. A lot of the times we have negative self-talk and say, oh, I'm so stupid for doing this, or oh, I'm so dumb because I did this again. And you know, it's a, a process. It takes time to grow. And by respecting ourselves and changing that thought pattern, we can really change our life. And then the last one is love, because I believe that we need to love ourselves first. Sometimes we just want to give and give and give, especially a lot of moms. They just want to give to their husband, give to their kids, and they forget about themselves. And then they start falling into depression or not feeling well. So love is really important because it needs to start with ourselves. And then we, we can give it to other people willing. Mm -hmm. No, that's definitely you are on point because as I was sharing my own journey, right? That's what I was thinking. Balancing is hard and then you overlook loving yourself because of course, as a mom, like you said, you forget about yourself. So when people say I'm busy, in your professional opinion, what, what do you think that current age business is? I mean, is they, are they hiding behind something or are they really busy, you think, based on your experience or the people you've seen mm -hmm. that told you many times they're busy? Yes, I feel like right now people are really in tune with uh, the hustle and being busy and just targeting a lot of things and just being on their phone constantly and trying to get more business. And that is good, but there's it's coming back to that balance. And we can be busy all day we wanted to. There's always work we can do on the computer, on the phone, but think, is this really getting you more clients or getting you more money or being the best option for you and your family? So it's coming back to that balance. We can be busy 10, day, 10 hours a day, but if you're only getting done like two hours of actual work, then you're just filling yourself with mundane things, things that don't really matter. So sometimes we have to think, okay, what are my values and what do I really need to focus on? And by doing that, then we realize, you know what, maybe I am putting things on my plate that don't need to be on my plate right now. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I can delegate some things. So it's being busy with the right things, not just putting things into your plate because maybe you don't want to face something. A lot of the times we get busy just filling up our calendar because we don't want to go home. Sometimes it happens that moms want to volunteer at the school and go grocery shopping and do a lot of things to not go home and then face that maybe their husband is not paying attention to them or their kids are getting into trouble and they don't want to face their reality. So sometimes we just fill up our calendars to not 
So some activities you feel like not being productive mm-hmm. or just assumption of productivity. Right. Right. Yes. Okay. Um, and the, I think the stress, of course, becomes as a habit sometimes that you don't know that you have. Right. Like you said, you filled out your calendar. That's norm for you because that's what you do. So how do you think people can identify their habits that they it distress yes yeah like you said a lot of the times people don't know that they're stressed out you wait until you have a physical symptom and then you have to go to the doctor but maybe it started from stress so i think it's important to come back to our bodies and pay attention to them our bodies are constantly talking to us so notice how you're feeling when you're feeling uncomfortable do you feel your hands getting sweaty or your body tensing up or your neck feeling tight So it's important that you recognize the symptoms first before you say, you know what, um, I got a cold or my head is pounding and it's really hurting. I need to take a pill. But you probably notice things before that. It doesn't have to get to that point. So really coming back to our body. Sometimes we just live in our head. We just focus on thoughts and we're thinking about guilt and things that we did in the past or we're worried about the future. What am I going to do about this? And just thinking, 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 and then we ignore our body. So it's important to come back to our body, listening, be really in tune with our body. And then to do that, we can engage in meditation or contemplation or just taking a break, sitting for five, 10 minutes and, okay, noticing, okay, how am I feeling right now? Is this stressing me out? What's something I can do to to manage or to handle in a better way? So questioning themselves, kind of take a pause from the day or a week at least, right? Yes. To... Uh, analyze what's going on and what is the number one reason you think people don't take advantage of I guess therapy or counseling Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like maybe it's a a wide variety of reasons it can be as simple as it's uncomfortable it's uncomfortable to find the right person first of all and I encourage you to find the right therapist not one therapist is a one-fits-all So make sure they align with your values personally or that they are convenient for you. And that can be that they're taking your insurance or that they're open in the evenings for you to go after work. So finding the right therapist can be a challenge. So really invest your time, like shop around. A lot of therapists offer free 15-minute phone consultations, so take advantage of that. Find the right therapist. And then another reason can be because, yeah, it's uncomfortable to share your problems and to be vulnerable in front of others. So it's okay to feel like that. Sometimes we think, oh, I don't want to cry in front of people. Oh, they're going to think I'm weak. You know what? It's okay. It's okay if you cry. It's okay. That's what therapists are for. We're here to validate you, to help you in any way we can. And that's what it's about. So it is uncomfortable, but it's a process. Especially when friends are busy to talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) You talk to therapists, right? Yes, for sure. And that's what I was talking about uh, on the first part of my episode is I feel like I'm losing connection with people Mm -hmm. because they're busy. But if we as friends or family get together, maybe people don't need therapy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it goes back to finding that connection with people. And then therapy can help in that way because maybe at this point in time, you don't feel that. You feel like you don't have anyone to talk to, no friends. But then coming to therapy can help you find that person right away. And then with me, we put systems in place so that you feel that you can go back 
out in the world and have that support system and have people to talk to. And then uh, going back to uh, reasons why therapists um, or people might be scared of going to therapy is that uh, money. So a lot of times you're like, oh, it's a lot of money, but you're investing in you. So look at it that way instead of like, oh, I'm just spending this amount of money every week or every session. Think about, okay, it's investing in myself. Maybe I don't have the skills right now. So I'm going to learn the skills that I need to put in place. I'm learning to get uh, coping skills, emotional regulation skills, learning how to manage my stress better, how to communicate better with my family. So you're you're investing in yourself to get those skills that you maybe you don't have right now, or maybe you have them, but you're not sure how to use them. So just getting better at that. Um, and then something else to consider is that maybe you can find someone who uses your insurance. Mm-hmm. I think investing in yourself is people overlook mm-hmm. because like you said, we as a go buy a purse than invest in, in ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's people have to, I guess, l- learn from their own journey so recently you commented on Facebook uh, post saying that therapy can help with managing business. So I don't think therapy comes to mind when people are trying to reduce their business, mm-hmm. right? So how can you help versus they working with other professionals? Because there are a lot of coaching services popping up everywhere, um, you know, promising the helping you reduce stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so therapy can help by looking at your values so going back to things that are really important to you and then maybe you don't really have them like oh these are my three values and everything i do goes back to them maybe you don't know that and it's important to take your time to process things that have happened to you recently in the past during your childhood and maybe there is um, something that has triggered you to be this way maybe you just want to be busy because you want to seem important Maybe you just want to be busy, like I said before, because you don't want to go home and face the issues, face the discomfort of talking with your partner or talking with your kids. So we will be looking at all of that, the core values that you have, maybe finding them if you don't know them and then putting some things in place and then learning how to delegate, learning how to communicate better so that you are using I statements and you're not coming off as angry or too busy. So it's putting things in place and really looking inward to find the core thing or the important thing that's happening. Yeah, kind of zooming in into their circumstance Mm -hmm. and helping them eliminate the wasteful activities, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. and I think uh, last time we were having discussion, you know, um, when we met through networking events, you were mentioning something like when you were little, your mom was like always busy working three jobs and kind of like as a child like do you remember like what what do you remember did you wish you had more time with her like just curious because a lot of times I think we want to spend time with our kids but the kids not big enough to explain to us right Right. so from the child and uh, mom relationship or even dad relationship like just kind of curious to hear your Uh, experience as a child yes yeah like you said uh, my mom was a single mom so she was working uh, two to three jobs and I rarely saw her and that was really hard so I feel like a lot of the times we think oh I need to keep working more keep getting a promotion and earn more money so I can have a bigger house or I can have my kids in public and private school and be, be able to take them on fancy trips but then when it comes 
to that time, you're too busy and you can't leave work to go on a vacation or you are too busy working and you cannot spend time with your kids playing with them. So I think it's important to, to think about what's important to us. Mm-hmm. If maybe family is really important to you, then think, is it better to earn some thousand dollars more or a few hundred dollars more? Or is it better to spend 20 minutes with my kid and play with them? Or maybe spend 20 minutes just by myself as opposed to getting a promotion or working an extra hour. So I think it's really important to consider what's important to you. Mm-hmm. So as a child, you create for your time with your mom, right? Of course, I feel like all yeah. kids want to spend, all yeah. kids want attention, want yeah. positive attention from their parents. So I think it's better that you invest 15, 20 minutes talking to them daily, playing with them daily, than then, then not paying attention to them. And then you're gonna they're going to get the attention in a negative way. Maybe they're going to get in trouble at school. Maybe they're going to talk to the wrong people and engage in difficult activities. I think from my observation, I see a lot of people like they buy stuff for their kids. Mm-hmm. That's the way they show their love, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, spending time is something that overlooked, right. unfortunately, right? Yeah. And yeah. like you said at the beginning, we're all human. We want that connection. Yeah. And we can have it at home. One of my favorite quotes is from uh, Mother Teresa. If you want um, a better world, go home and love your family. Yeah, that's so that's, that's so good important. One. Yeah, yes, definitely. Um, so, why you chose path of helping people through therapy? Mm. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like I always wanted to help others, even when I was younger. Even in elementary school, I was the person that was quiet, more look of more of an introvert, and very uh, observant. I would sit and just look at my surroundings and observe. So maybe that trigger people to come to me and tell them tell um, their problems, and I would give them some advice. Of course, as a little kid, so whatever I could. Um, but that really made me feel happy. Like you know what, this is this is good. This makes me feel good. I'm making a, an impact in people's life, and it's very rewarding. So, of course, it's a process. I realized that I needed at least a master's degree to be able to be a therapist. And um, I had to support myself through college. So I couldn't go to college and then go straight to get a master's degree. So I had to get a career or I had to think about a career where I was still able to help people, but that could allow me uh, money and time to support myself. So I ended up going for education. So I have a, a bachelor's of arts in education. I was a teacher. I was working, waking up at seven in the morning, working at a school from seven to four, then picking up something to eat, then going to evening classes to get a master's degree. And being a teacher just confirmed that I really wanted to help people because I was able to talk to parents, to talk to teachers at the school and to talk to the students. And of course, it was teaching subjects, but it was also being there for them. It was also being that person that they will talk to, that they would have um consistency with so that was very rewarding to when it just confirmed yes this is what I want to do and I'm very aware of myself so going back to being an introvert um, I feel like I'm a lot better one-on-one or with a few people so I like giving them that attention and I really enjoy what I do I don't know if a lot of people can say that but I truly enjoy what I do and something else that's different about me is that I don't see more than four clients uh, at a time or per day. I try to see uh, four, max five a day, just because I want to give them that one-on-one and my full attention. And that's something that I learned um, 
at my previous job, where I was at a private practice seeing more people, maybe uh, some days I was seeing um, seven or eight clients a day, and I noticed that, you know what, this is not good for me. I'm noticing that I'm checking out for my last clients, and that's not good. They're paying me money to be here for them 100%. So me being aware of that, then I can offer the best service that I can to my clients by seeing four to five clients a day. That's good um, that you're aware of it because a lot of times people lose the passion mm -hmm. because, again, they're into busy, being busy right. instead of uh, quality. Mm -hmm. They concentrate on quantity, right? right. Yeah. So, yeah. So what is the top three tips you can give people to handle the stress and reduce their business so they can lead more meaningful lives? Mm -hmm. Okay. So the first one will be self-care, taking care of yourself. And that involves taking care of yourself in all areas of your life, not just getting a massage or going out to get a drink, but look at that in your other areas, maybe spirituality, maybe you can incorporate meditation or yoga, look at the social part, maybe you are going out too much and not looking inward, so maybe saying no sometimes, or maybe you're just at your house, not doing much, just from work to the house and back and forth. So maybe it is saying yes to going to a party or you being assertive and inviting someone out for coffee just so that you can create some more connections. So looking at self-care holistically, not only things that relax you like a massage or acupuncture, but more like, okay, where is my life right now? What's an area I can invest more in? And then the next one would be a body awareness. So pay attention to your body. I invite you to sit and listen to your body notice how it feels where you're standing or where you're sitting and notice how things make you feel and put a label on them meaning okay i've noticed that i noticed that i feel frustrated when people raise their voice at me or i feel joy when i'm in nature so really putting feeling words in how you're feeling as opposed to well i'm not feeling good or, oh, I'm feeling bad. Well, think of the feeling. How exactly are you feeling? Maybe we're feeling sad, frustrated, angry. So notice that because a lot of the times when we ignore that, then think of it as a cup. And everything that frustrates us is a drop of water going in the cup. And then if we're not dumping it out, it's going to overflow sometimes. And that can be, that's when you are yelling at your kids for nothing, really. It, they did something minimal or you're just angry, and that's because you haven't processed all of the things that have happened to you before. So the body awareness. And then the last one will be um, when we think about mental health, a lot of the times a core problem is the, communi uh, the communication we have with others. So communication is a big deal. And something we can do is use I statements when we're communicating. So saying things like, I feel excited when you come home early from work i feel angry when you use bad words when you talk to me and by doing this it's more likely that people are going to listen to us because when we you when we use i um, use statements the walls go up so saying things like you are always yelling at me you are not being a good person to me they're not going to listen they're going to feel attacked their walls are going to go up and the conversation is not going to go well. So by using I statements, it is more likely that others are going to listen. So oh. those will be the three to refresh or um, remind everyone. The three tips were self-care, do something for yourself, body awareness, listen to your body, and use I statements when communicating. Mm -hmm. Those are great tips, definitely. 
And um, thank you for sharing them. And thank you for joining me and giving me your time. So yes, how can you. people find you? Mm-hmm. Um, they can find me on my website at calderascounseling.com. And then something that I want to mention is that uh, we specialize in working with teens, couples, anxiety, and depression. So like I said at the beginning, make sure you find the right therapist for you. So for example, if I, if I, if I have a client who is um, struggling with um, schizophrenia or bipolar disorder, I know I'm not the right fit for them, so I'm going to refer them out. So make sure you find the right one for you. So if you're struggling with depression, anxiety, um, your teen is getting in trouble or maybe withdrawn, or you and your partner are not communicating well or having a lot of conflict, so then uh, Calderas Counseling can be a good place for you. That's good. Okay, well, follow Carla on social media as she's active educating people about self-care and her vision. And I'll post her link on my podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's all for this episode of the Miro Experience. Thank you for listening. Join me again next time. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also email me at themiruexperience at gmail.com with your questions and stories and follow me on social media.